I'm hot for teacher. We thought we were done. We thought we were finished. We thought we would never talk about a movie minute by minute again. But we were wrong. Join us as we get to know the cast next door. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this episode of The Cast Next Door, where we love your mother's cookies. I'm Clint Worthington of Alka Hollywood. This is Andrew Helm, uh, writer of A Talking Cat. And this is Mike Davies from Forgotten Failures. All right. Now, uh, at the end of our, at the end of the last minute, we were kind of through, through the lion's share of this really <laughs> ambitious long shot where, he, where Rob Cohen is zooming out, uh, letting, letting Ryan Guzman sort of... Mm-hmm. You know, it it, it it tries to be a confession, but it's really just this lame taunt, um, like at to Vic, to Vicky um, about you know what she's gonna what he's gonna do to her, or like you know that that faux that faux kindness that we talked about earlier. Um, so we're wrapping it up. We still see the cat. This is when like the cat actually starts moving. She starts licking itself, <laughs> um, and just not giving absolutely zero fucks. And uh, and she and Ryan Guzman starts to try to figure out why he was led to her. Yeah. Um, because because this is after like she has driven Claire's car right to her house to lead her away, to lead him away so that Claire yeah. can do her thing. And right? He tries to figure out what she's doing in his his classic dialogue. So yeah. she could do what something sneaky. Yeah, something Very. she's hiding for you. Yeah, <laughs> and those those like those like expert pauses, those expert pauses that like drip yeah. with menace. Obviously, um, well, and you the, after- how many how many. Uh, edits of this monologue there probably were i i cannot believe that they didn't remove the word sneaky edit during any of those edits <laughs> yeah what do you think you're trying no well it's better than the uh, the first version which was what you're trying to play sneaky sneaks with me <laughs> um but anyway and this that's when the the big old shot ends because we see because uh, the the shot ends with us actually seeing like the back of vicky's head um you know, in the couch and everything, and like you know, it's 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 symmetrical. It's you know, it's oh God, I can't yeah. believe I'm like that's that's damning with faint praise. The shots were symmetrical, said yeah, Clint the, This scene in particular has very vivid colors. It's a veritable I know who killed me of color power. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, it's just yeah. so yes. bright. Um, but the, that shot finally ends, and we just cut back to Vicky, and uh, it's supposed mm-hmm. to be scary, but it kind of just looks really pathetic, like her just being in that giant chair with like. Yeah whatever like whatever it is yeah. like it's giant like, zip ties over her wrists and, and yeah, tied and, uh, down in a, yeah. in a way where all her limbs are tied <laughs> down and yet as we move on and i maybe it's in it's still in this minute where she uh instantaneously disappears when when claire comes and it's like <laughs> yeah he, yeah he untied her that that was impressive he's That's a like master he's, thief but you, well he's master computer yeah. mechanic um uh, he got the printer to work uh, with ink oh, yeah. from I don't know, uh, is it like water to wine kind of stuff? Because <laughs> yeah, he pretty much. printed out uh, of a picture. No, more, more like yeah. loaves and fishes. He took one printer cartridge and it turned out to be enough for one million copies. Million copies. Correct, and that's that's impressive. He, and like he, possessed and the copy machine too, the printer. Yeah, a master manipulator. Um, you know he and I, I, you know what I miss in this thing, and 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 we're we're at the tail end of of his big speech too. Is yeah. Is, hey, what mm-hmm. is the relationship with with the weird old grandfather? 
I, yeah, I don't, they never explain. Oh well, his his parents. Uh, well, he's about to die, and he needs to have a bone well, marrow transport. To, he has a transplant. Yeah. A, he's about a thousand million years old, and it's like what well, list did really? he get on? Yeah. yeah, he's he's got he's he got something on somebody because that's Th- happening. But Thanks, Obama. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's some sort of uh, clearly he uh, he bypassed the death panel because he sh- he should have been right at the front. I like to think that this is like a, the uh, let the right one in kind of situation where like that like <laughs> like um, <laughs> the the grandpa is J Lo in like a few decades where it's like he just he's a vampire who keeps collecting these familiars again. <laughs> remarkably better kind of twist where you're like oh yeah. Like, oh, this is happening. Right. Or the the grandpa is is the lover of uh, Ryan uh, Ryan Guzman, but Ryan Guzman never ages because he's the vampire, but his his lover does age. Correct. Kind of a family guy thing with the next door neighbor. Yeah. uh, You uh, you want want some popsicles? Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's that. But I'd like to also note that we we have, and I I know plus or minus a few seconds, but we have the big cat scare. (laughs) Right, the big jump yeah. scare with a cat. Well, yeah. we showed a cat, so we need to have it go off. Well, That's <laughs> right. Oh my god, this is like the one time in horror movie history where we like foreshadow the cat scare. Like, right. like yeah. but like exactly like three seconds before it happens, which is, <laughs> like, is a bit it's, it's like a, I. I don't care if it diffuses the tension of my previous scene. We need to make sure the audience knows that cat didn't just Flying materialize up, up the staircase, uh, Claire, and and then they do the one two of then she he she finds her her friend, uh, yeah, wicked. Uh, but the, <laughs> that's not the until the seventy sixth minute. Yeah. Well, well, sorry, I'm jumping ahead, but but yeah. the thing they do with Grandpa is exactly the same, right? When Claire goes into the 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 basement lair. Yeah. Grandpa pops out, and she's like, ah! And it's like, oh, they use Grandpa and the cat in the same way for the same That's right. Yeah. So later, you Cheap don't scare. expect the cat square because you already got the Grandpa scare. Exactly. Right. It's, it's yeah. oh, uh, my uh, <laughs> armor is down. I shan't be scared. Uh, no. Right. There's a cat. Yeah. Or it's Grandpa. One of the two is going to... <laughs> Get your right. Up again. Exactly. Um, but the so the and so they're interrupted by the phone call, right? Um, and the, the the way the dialogue goes in this phone call is classic, like shitty movie screenwriting, where um, you know we, obviously the bad guy has the phone, but until before Claire has any idea that Noah is the person actually answering, like she immediately spills like the whole thing, the, the, everything she knows, like yeah. not even waiting for like quote unquote Vicky to speak. Like, hi, Vicky, it's Claire. By the way, all of this crazy stuff I know about Noah. Like, there's, it, it's just one of those things where, like, the rhythm of phone conversations don't follow what happens in real life, which is fine sometimes. Right. Thank, well, thank God I reached you. I got to dump some exposition. Yeah. Well, but I've got to dump it before I even know you're on the line, which right. is not how you would do that. You want to make sure it's the person you're talking to when it's very important and life-threatening. Right, like uh, the only reason that happens is to to let Noah know that Claire knows. But sometimes people do uh, start talking and never stop as soon as the other person answers the phone. Like I answered the phone a couple weeks ago, and th- this old lady immediately, as soon as I picked up, said, "Now I can't tell you how to raise your grandchildren, but don't you lay your hands on that oldest girl no more." <laughs> I stand corrected. This, I'm this exchange you don't is now have amazing. Grandchildren? No, not a single grandchild. Okay, I, there's not, well, there's not, sorry, just, even if I had only one, she wouldn't have said that. So, well, I was hoping you wouldn't add. Oh, the irony is, yes, I beat my grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, not exactly. It's like okay, right. no, she's, she's, well, she's not a psychic 
uh, right. grandmother. Okay. Well, Maybe she's from the future. I really hope not. Right. Well, just to add another layer of irony onto this exchange, like Noah somehow planned for this and got like yeah. after knocking out Vicky, right? Somehow got her to calmly and coolly like record, uh, "Hey, come on over," yeah, a sure message on either. his phone. Yeah, because she sounds totally calm and, like, not under duress at all, which means, like, suddenly, like, Vicky got into character. Yeah. Like, it seems like this is recorded from a prior call that he made to her, but he never made yeah. a call to her. Well, yeah, unless he did some dar- brilliant Darren Husted kind of audio wizardry to, right. to edit it in, in somehow in the time before he smashed her face in, mm-hmm. tied her up, uh, you know, prepped the area for... I don't know his his killing or whatever because <laughs> right yeah, remember by the time we finish uh, he's in the barn with the you know the dad and and the son and and has yeah. them all perfectly tied up and it's like man he's a busy bee it's kind of like <laughs> Joker Skyfall Loki and Avengers level kind of like planning for every single circumstance that you couldn't even possibly anticipate. Um, yeah, and and again this the plot of this movie is that he's like in love with her and then. Uh, he thinks that she's cheating on him and he goes into a rage. But he keeps like traveling back in time to set up these plans, assuming that he was an evil genius from the very beginning. Right, exactly. And so, and on top of that, too, like whenever he plays it from the phone, like you'd think yeah. that it would sound different to Claire, like it being like a second hand thing, yeah, you know? That's how it works. <laughs> One phone on speakerphone being played in front of another phone on speakerphone. Does yeah. not sound the same as like a person talking. And I swear, I thought that at the beginning that um, that he was actually like he was accidentally playing it at one point five speed, and he was going to go, "Oh shit!" and turn it off because <laughs> Kristen no, Chenoweth has such you? a squeaky voice. He's yeah. a tech savant, so there's there's none of that. It's there's true. no just oh, you didn't buy it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he's Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> meets the Joker meets Norman Bates. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> I, I think Joker's another thing is is particularly uh, from the opening. We we see Claire and and Vicky is her real name. I keep calling yeah. her Wicked, but uh, lean into it. Sh- all right, as a <laughs> vice principal in a, in a I assume a public school, she has yeah. this enormous farmhouse. <laughs> yeah, with this with this enormous barn, which obviously she's not farming, but all it's so pristine and I mean, do we know where this is this could be like a suburb of omaha real estate could be really cheap i thought yes. it was the valley i thought it was yeah. somewhere here in in la which oh, again okay. is even weirder and makes no sense right and much less the opening shot is almost of them as they're yakking and and their friends and you see an engine block dangling from the barn and you <laughs> yeah. think somebody <laughs> would go hey i really should uh, remove that because it's on a rusty chain and i don't know how long it's been there because again vicky's not plowing the back 40 for organic <laughs> corn in her i'll flowers. say well no, she, 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 she could not pull know. a plow yeah. she's quite feisty and, and we see her that's true one uh, during the scene when they're having uh uh, dinner and she yeah, the takes awful her on date. blind date on the yeah. awful date with the uh, yeah. uh, branch <laughs> the dish, from yeah. Longmire. I forgot about that guy. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, shit. That's right. But, um, but her date is, and I've seen him before, uh, the actor, and I, he's usually comedic stuff. But then we don't see it again, so I don't, I don't know what Vicky's love life is. But again, yeah. you know from the beginning, oh, that engine block is dropping on somebody. Because you yeah. don't, sh- again, that, this movie telegraphs everything so just... Oh yes, so hard. Come back. It's the movie that take that takes such meticulous care to show the cat, 
you know? Like, oh, absolutely. It, it needs to yeah. telegraph its cat scare. Yeah. Yeah. As we learned in Chekhov's treatise on cat scares. Yes, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Chekhov's cat. Um, but yeah, so, and I mean, that's pretty much the end of this minute too, yeah. is, is the setup of the, the, the really contrived phone call. Yeah. Um, but the minute ends with, uh, him doing the, uh, Alex in the clockwork orange, like lean down and then stare up at the camera to look really yeah. sinister while a wolf Which, call happens. Like yeah, we hear like, music oh. was weird. It's like a siren. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I think that's like right as the minute ends. So like, that's, that's where we leave it. Uh, at the, just yeah. recapping this minute. It, we're at the tail end of a really mm-hmm. ambitious but really flawed <laughs> shot, <laughs> and then yeah. a really contrived as fuck, uh, just set up for the <laughs> con- the equally contrived climax. Oh, and one more thing. Uh, it, go ahead and try at home doing that uh, Alex and Clockwork Orange like looking up sinisterly thing. It makes you feel really silly when you do it. Yeah, and you just, you just kind of end up looking <laughs> bored. Yeah, it's like why am I just why am I not looking straight ahead? Why am I leaning down and then looking up to compensate for me leaning down? Yeah, like you're relying on a really specific guy line. You, you are not Malcolm McDowell. That's that's not happening. So but who is? Yeah, well, no, who is? Because, you know, I just watched that recently, and, and of course it's just, oh, this is still remarkably unpleasant. Oh, yeah. aside, aside that from that, Ma- the, that, yeah. But the average Malcolm McDowell movie, probably worse than the average Ryan Guzman movie, when you think about it. I guess, I, guess, uh, I have a feeling his batting average is still a little better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, know. I'd like to. I'd like to bring up just so there. There was one other thing I was. I was thinking about when I was watching this minute. Uh, yeah. And and yeah. there there was a number of of these kinds of movies in the in well all throughout film history with the 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 one person who isn't what they seem and and it, it all goes awry. But but one of yeah. my favorites is called The Stepfather. And uh, yeah. Oh yeah, is that Tom Berenger? Uh, no, Terry O'Quinn. Oh, uh, yeah. they, they I'm did thinking a, of the substitute. That's what I'm thinking of. They did a of. shitty remake of it, but but the original, by uh, directed by Joseph Rubin, is mm-hmm. fantastic. It's it's he is so good, and you know, he, of course, he went on to be Locke and Lost and, yeah. uh-huh. and being a, and a bunch of other stuff. You know, he, they finally realize, oh, this guy's really talented, but he is so great at at being kind of that menacing, and and it's very similar because in that one, he's looking for that perfect family. But, and is he also it, really genial for the first half of the movie? Oh, absolutely! And yeah. and yeah. and he's trying to get to know the this divorced single mom and her uh, daughter, and he's very, you know, nice and and seemingly, but the daughter ex- thinks something is up, of course. And and the daughter's played by Jill Sholin, who was in uh, a lot of uh, kind of a scream queen in the in the late eighties, uh, early nineties. But mm-hmm. it, he is so good at, at getting these nuances. And as he's, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I don't want to spoil anything, but, but, but when he really starts to lose it, you totally understand why and you totally get where he, you know, the menace just builds and builds and builds, which is something that's totally missing in, the, in, in Boy Next Door is because we know from the get-go, oh, this guy's <laughs> he's yeah. bad. Not only is he bad <laughs> news, but he's just... A bad actor. <laughs> He's a bad actor, and and there's no there's no Terry real Quinn. impetus for that. But yeah. I, it's it's something. And, and oddly enough, Joseph Rubin also did uh, two other movies around this time. One is Sleeping with the Enemy, with, uh-huh. uh, which is Julia Roberts, one of the greatest abusive her, husband movies ever. It's her yeah. yeah, it's her menacing husband who's who's coming after her. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, you know the other one he did uh, is um, uh, was it Enough, Son. starring J Lo? No, he did, <laughs> he did The Good Son. 
which is oh, the yeah. evil Oh uh, yeah, Macaulay Culkin, movie. yeah. Mm-hmm. Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood, whatever happened to that guy. But yeah, right. uh, it's like, you, you know, in a row, it was just like, hey, how about let's let me do a bunch of movies where, where yeah. it's it's just the, it's this theme. It's the the uh, well, the neighbor or the loved one is not who they seem and and uh, yeah. bad yeah, things happen. But it's for a feeding, all, yeah. all of those are, are much better movies than this one and have a lot more yeah. kind of twists and and grit to them because mm-hmm. the, this this one is remarkably by the numbers. There's yeah. no. You know, right, I guess right straight down the middle. Straight yeah, straight down the middle with the uh, you know, there's there's no dimples on that golf ball. Yeah, it's just yeah. not. It's uh, it landed. Okay, that was yeah, uh, unexciting. Ex- exactly. Um, all right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this particular minute of the cast next door. Uh, I have been Clint from Alcohol Hollywood. You can find our episodes at alcohollywood.com. This is Andrew, a writer of such films as A Talking Cat and A Halloween Puppy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you want to look for those movies, uh, okay, that's great. Thanks. <laughs> hey, and this is Mike from uh, Forgotten Failures. Uh, we're go- uh, we're a uh, biweekly uh, bad movie podcast, and we're on Twitter at Forgotten underscore Fails. Thanks for listening to A Talking Cast presents The Cast Next Door. I was your host, Clint Worthington, with my guests Andrew Helm and Michael Davies. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at First Ed Iliad, or download new episodes from thecastnextdoor.wordpress.com, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Artwork by Josh Hollis, edited by Darren Husted, produced by Darren Husted, executive producer Clint Worthington. The Boy Next Door is owned by Blumhouse, Smart Entertainment, The Yorican, and Universal Studios. No infringement is intended. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This is a first edition?